Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Joe. Just Joe, no title. And today's message is brought to you through the guidance and direction of the Holy Spirit. And today is about forgiveness and how it's a two-way street. And so if you brought your Bibles today, please turn with me to the book of Job, chapter 1. And so you all probably know the story about Job. And we're going to read where God speaks to Satan about Job. And reading from verse 8. Then the Lord said to Satan, Have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil? So brothers and sisters, we find here that Job is a righteous man, and not just any righteous man, brothers and sisters. On the whole planet, God says, there is no one like him. Amen? Amen. And so, you know that he allows Satan to inflict him with pain and suffering. He gets all his animals stolen. His servants are killed. And ultimately, his seven sons and three daughters are in the eldest son's home and it comes crashing down and kills all of them. But Job never loses his faith or his honor and respect to God. And he says in verse 21, Naked I came from my mother's womb and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. But then Satan comes back to the Lord and says, well, skin to skin, you didn't let me harm his body. And so God says, okay, do what you will with him, but spare his life. And so Satan gives him boils from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. And he's in pain and suffering. And so he has three friends that are very close to him, godly men. And they go to visit him. And for seven days, brothers and sisters, they can't even recognize him. They don't even speak a word to him because they see the agony that's going on in Job's physical body and mental and emotional strain on him. But after seven days, these three friends speak to Job. We turn to chapter 5, reading verse 17. The first friend is Elphaz. And he says, Behold, happy is the man whom God corrects. Therefore, do not despise the chastening of the Almighty. Now here his friend Elphaz has assumed that Job is being chastened for some sinful act or acts that he has done. But brothers and sisters, he's wrong, right? We, we read where he's the most righteous person on the planet. And so we need to learn from that. First off, we do know that God chastens only the ones he loves. He says, if you haven't been chastened, you're not his. So we know that what Elphaz said was correct, but not in Job's case, and not in everybody's case. 
Give the admonishment to the brother or sister that is ill and tell them to examine yourself most of the time. And it is true. Most of the time it's because God loves us so much. He's going to chasten us, not take us off this planet, but he's going to chasten us to come back to him. We've got wrapped up into a particular sin that we do perpetually. And that's when he will chasten us. But always say, no, but but brother or sister, it might be that he's just testing you. All right. All right. So now let's see what the other two friends say. Turn with me to chapter eight. And the next friend's name is Beldad. In verse six, Beldad tells Job, if you were pure and upright, surely now he would awake for you and prosper your rightful dwelling place. So what Beldad is saying is, you're not upright. You're not so righteous as you think. But we know he's wrong, amen? Amen. So let's see what the third friend tells him. Turn with me to chapter 11. And this friend is Zophar. And in verse 14, Zophar tells Job, If iniquity were in your hand, and you put it far away, and would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely you could lift your face without spot. What's he telling him? He's telling Job to his face, you are like this because you are a sinner. You have sinned perpetually. And if you hadn't, you could lift your face without spot, without boils on your face. But he's wrong. Amen? Amen. Can you imagine poor Job, how he feels? hurt he's feeling not only is he physically hurt but now emotionally he's hurt because his three best friends who are godly men have done nothing but accuse him persecute him and tell him he's wrong and he needs to repent but they're wrong so now let's see what the Lord says about this we turn to Job chapter 42, I'm reading from verse 7. The Lord said to Eliphaz, the Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take for yourself seven bulls and seven rams. Go to my servant Job. And offer for yourself a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For I will accept him. Lest I deal with you according to your folly. So God is telling them to go to Job. Make this sacrifice. Tell Job we're sorry. Ask for forgiveness. God is telling them that. I will forgive you if Job prays for you. He says, I will listen to Job. You understand? So now let's pick it up in verse 9. So Eliphaz, the Temanite, and Beldad, the Shuhite, and Zophar, the Naamathite, went out and did as the Lord commanded them. 
For the Lord had accepted Job, and the Lord restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Ah. Now, brothers and sisters, this is a great moment. This is significant. God restores Job twofold, twice as great as what he had before after he prays for his friends. You see how much love he's showing for his friends? He not only forgives them for what they did and said to him, but he prays to God to forgive their sins. Brothers and sisters, that's how it is in the real world. You know, if you were in prison, in prison life, if you want respect, you've got to give respect. And then you'll respect receive respect back. The Christian world is the same way, but there's a difference. In the prison world, if you disrespect, they will take vengeance on you. But in the Christian world, if you are disrespected, as Job was here, you pray for them. You pray for the brother or sister that they repent from their evil ways. And that God forgives them for what they have wronged you with. Amen? Amen. So turn with me to the book of James, chapter 5, and we will read verse 15. The prayer of faith will save the sick, and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another, and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Now, what I want to point out here is I want to read a scripture to put it in context. In Mark 9, 42, it reads, And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged around his neck and he were cast into the sea. Now Jesus is telling us that if somebody wrongs a Christian, one that believes in him, it's better for him to have a millstone hung around his neck and thrown into the sea and drowns to death. That's right, brothers and sisters. God has your back. And when somebody disrespects and offends one of his children, you and me, if you're saved today, God will take vengeance on that person. Even if he is a Christian, but maybe he's not got that loving heart that Jesus has, meaning that that Holy Spirit has been choked out of him or he never received the Holy Spirit at all. But he goes by the name Christian. He's a believer in Jesus. He's a brother or sister in Christ. And here what we find in James is he or she is in a sick bed, could even die. And he's, he or she is there because they have offended a Christian. And so it's important for that person to confess what they have done to that Christian. That's what the word says. And then after he has confessed or she has confessed what they have done wrong to the Christian, the Christian has to have enough love 
has to have enough love in their heart. Jesus kind of love that covers a multitude of sins. Jesus died on a cross for our sins. That's enough love to cover a multitude of sins. And you have to have enough love to cover that brother or sister that wronged you by accepting that humble request of your brother or sister who's suffering because of what they did to you. And then you have to have enough love in your heart to pray to the Father in heaven to forgive that person of those sins and to heal that person. And brothers and sisters, at that point, that person will be able to walk out of that hospital healed and made well, or they will be made well on their way up. 